See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right, and hey, 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 you're listening to Slow Robot A Go-Go. My name's Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. This is the Slow Robot A Go-Go show that is dedicated to B through Z grade movies, sometimes lower. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just kind of talk about movies and such. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher and thing and stuff. And I thought you said we're talking about movies that suck. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes. <clears throat> and if you're wondering why I sound like Barry White this morning, that's because it's 3 in the morning. Uh, and the <laughs> <laughs> or at least it feels like it. <laughs> it feels like it. I'm taking a weekend trip, so I had to rush us along. And instead of the leisurely pace of me waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Oh, no way, it's me waking you up. Wait, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> with a doorbell, and I'm like, oh my God, and I drink, so there's, and now it's like... you're coming out with uh, a shotgun going like, get off my property! Get off my, get off my lawn, you kids! Get off my lawn, oh, oh, it's a show. Oh, <laughs> yes, oh, oh, uh, oh, yes. Not Morbius, uh, Wait, Parts Unknown. Should I shoot him today? No, I'm not going to shoot no, him today. And then my be- <laughs> You've been spared. <laughs> You've been spared. So yes, instead of that, I was awake at 7.30, and it's eight, and wow, eight feels early because I'm a second shifter. So, my God! But and I'm a I, no shifter, so but it's real I, early for me. <laughs> he's shifty, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, check out some of my musings about. Uh, oh, you, I would I would ask that you go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. That is like where I also post lots of other things that won't be on iTunes and Stitcher because they're just reposts or funny musings of whatever. And you can also catch up on all my exploits about my trip to Korea, which was a year I lived. I would stay I lived in Korea for a year, and also went you into lived Japan, in North, North Korea, right? Yes, I was a dis- esteemed guest of Kim Jong Un. Yeah. No, Kim Kim Jong Il yeah, yeah. at the time. No, no, no Kim Jong Il, but he pa- <clears throat> he passed away. Wow, damn it! He passed away when I was over there. Oh, did he? Okay. Yes, and the South Koreans were very, very nervous at a very, very young testosterone ilk of Kim Jong-il Kim, yeah. being Kim Jong-un, which has just been wonderful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yes, you can go to uh, kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. You, you seeing a theme here? Yeah, of course you are. But in reality, you should go to bunchofdorks.com. There you'll be faced with three paths. What are those paths, Dr. Morbius? Well, there's... Uh... There's a slow robot go go, uh-huh. which yeah. is us. That's the top button. There's buttons. There's the, you click things. It's clicky. It's interactive. It's hyperactive. It's active, active. And the middle button is the two dimension podcast. That comic mm. book thing. What's that about? It's about comics. It's about comic book movies. It's about Don. It's about Dallas, and it's about Rook. Uh, yes, takes pawn. Oh wait, damn it! Hold on, I gotta look up. Uh, chess terms quick go ahead keep talking and then the third button would be the world famous bunch of dorks podcast that you've been doing for 20 years up to episode 260 <laughs> or something like yeah, that yeah it's a lot and uh, that'll be uh, that'll be where you talk about the uh, topics du jour and play a lot of uh, surf music and indie music and indie rock and uh, <laughs> you know good things like that so damn it I didn't have it ready and I lost 
You lost your chess terms? Yeah, well, like I... checkmate or... Uh, no, no. I was going to say, like, uh, uh, rook to b7. Boom! Yeah, I don't even know if go. that's a thing. Like, it's yeah, it just, probably is, you know. <laughs> right. Anyway. That, that was not worth that effort I just put into it. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll try better next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, also, if you're around, go to Radio St. Pete. That's my newest... Uh, show I have going on. It's an actual radio show, so it doesn't sound like this. It's kind of like this because, you know, we've, of course we've gotten into a, a groove, a formula, but uh, that's called the Indie, the indie Circuit. Um, so that's Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, it's it's a radio, radio show out of St. Pete, but I think it's also on the internet. I think it's streaming, so... Is it on the radio? <laughs> I mean, you can tune into AM and get it or anything like that? Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Um, it might It might only be... I know there's, like, they just launched some apps. I think it's I think it's on the radio. Oh, uh, cool. But I might be wrong. Do you play music on it? Yes, I do. All, all independent music, all it's... Uh, you know, I'm getting more and more every day. It's kind of great. Uh, so I just play lots of indie stuff that no one's heard of. So it's a very eclectic, you know, show... And uh, and I kind of like it like that. I usually try and start off, you know, hitting them with something like kind of aggressive to wake everyone up. But it's it's a lot of music. I play a lot of music, and I um, you know just kind of change it up all over the place. Cool. Know. It's fun. Is it an hour show? Yes, one hour long. It's kind of a it's it's been exciting. You know, it's right. just something different. It's I had used to have the music dojo in, in uh, Australia, which was really fun, but um. You know that that went away. Yeah, that was that was quick, and then this one, uh, this one just kind of came in. I I met the guy at one of the functions of blacksmithing, and then that was it. Uh, yeah. You're doing a blacksmith <laughs> show, aren't you? Where on the air, you're going to be like pounding. Oh yeah, metal. all you just hear is hammers hitting metal. Yeah. It's it, it, yeah. it. Doesn't have a lot of viewers. Doesn't have a lot of listenership. Doesn't I mean, have a lot yeah, of listeners or viewers, but uh, yeah, no but, viewers, zero but viewers. It, but <laughs> talk about heavy metal, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> yes, it's the cover of every Anvil sh- um, record ever. Yeah, yes. the band Anvil. Yeah, whatever happened to them? They got famous for a little while, and they just went back to obscurity. <laughs> well, they got famous from there. Movie. Uh, from that documentary that was like, hey, remember that? Everyone got famous except for uh, one. Anvil. Yeah, we were just talking about this at uh, work. Really? Was, yeah, everybody, got, everybody, every thrash metal band got famous. <gasps> Even Hootie and the Blowfish were a thrash metal <laughs> band, and they got famous. No, they, there, was a, there was a tour called uh, Monsters of Rock. Yeah. And literally everyone on there except for Anvil made money and made, like got very famous. It was all like Anthrax and uh, Megadeth, Metallica. Def Leppard, like Slayer. Slayer. This thing had like everyone was on it, and Anvil, and, Anvil. and then and everyone made it to the top except for one. Yep. Oh my god, it's crazy. They had their comeback, and now they're they've gone away again. Uh, so thank you very much. I'll do an on air thank you, uh, Doctor Morbius. I heard your shout out uh, on the two dimensions. That was cool, and I also wanted to thank you for adjusting your schedule to come early today. I'm uh, taking a weekend trip down to uh, Punta Gorda and. Um, that other place Fort, Fort Myers. Myers yeah Naples uh, yeah we're gonna go uh, I'm going to the uh, Ford Museum oh there's a museum and then there. staying down there and then the next day there's a like a hot rod uh, oh, swap uh, meet but also oh, like cool. uh, are you gonna go back home with a hot rod I wish I'm saving up for an old uh, 32 high boy I saw one the other day on the road it was blue and it was one of the like Model T looking things and some guy was driving it down the street and I was like yeah. wow that's what I'm saving up for like, that's w- nice, but but man. the ones with no fenders, like you know, where it's open and you're yeah, just yeah, like, that's cool, fast. Man. Yeah, a lot of money. <clears throat> more well, than, yeah, more than you'd think. Money. 
It's only money, dude. Easy come, easy go. Easy Another come, bag of shells. Go. There you go. <laughs> Remember that, Jackie Gleason? Yeah, yeah. All that's right. right. I yeah. forgot where that was from. So, what do you got? What did you watch this week? We'll go right into it, man. No, you go first because I'm I'm having I'm having to remember. I know I watched something, but I can't. Oh, I remember now. But uh, go ahead, you go. I first. watched a, some really interesting stuff this week. Uh, Doctor Seuss's "The Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T." Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. That's a very odd movie. A very interesting movie. It's a, is it a cartoon or is it a no? Live it's, a, action? it's a live action. Okay. It's um. It failed, I, and then you can see why it failed because it was just a little bit too trippy for the fifties. Yet, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. this was made in the fifties. Um, if that had come out in the sixties uh, and been and been like a little bit more sussified by like ten percent, it would have been like the drug. Yeah, it would have been culture. the yeah, it would have been the drug culture's heralding. They would it would have made billions of dollars, but they weren't ready. <clears throat> it was a fun movie. Then I watched the re- most recent installment, uh, Riddick. That was the uh, pitch black and. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, and uh, believe it or not, I watch. I like all those very much. They're um, stupid action. Turn your brain off and just watch it. And Did you ever see Riddick Two, Electric Boogaloo? Yes, that was a yes, good one. it was. And that's when Riddick was on the uh, beatboxing planet yeah. and had to kill the aliens him that and, were and Shabadoo, yeah, and, and all those guys. <laughs> and actually, Van Damme was in the crowd of that one too, like kind of yeah. shaking his ass, you know. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Vin Diesel killed him, and that was sad. Uh, and then I watched Aliens again for the millionth time. And then I got an interesting one from uh, Netflix. Uh, it was called Ramones, The True Story. Oh. And um, I- I'm done with the Ramones documentaries. I've seen about four or five of them now. Wow, and, yeah, uh, man. That's like me with Beatles documentaries. I'm done. Well, that's what happens. Like, uh, like you can only hear the same things reset so many times. And then, like, I don't know why I, I got on a kick. I wanted to learn about them. So I clicked all the, net, you know, I got grabbed a bunch from the Netflix and then the first one arrives, and you go, oh, I didn't know that. Because at the time, I really did not know very much about uh, the Ramones. I liked some of their music, but I was never, like, super Ramones fan. They were almost like, like, like I was too young for too them when, young, yeah. when I was, when when I got onto the scene of punk and stuff like that. Not that I didn't know who they were. Of course you know who they were. But I knew more of their, like, almost, like, cartoonish um, yeah, they were. They were. They became a cartoon in my era, you know. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. <clears throat> like not not a bad one. Like uh, they were still very cool, but they were just like a character of who they really were, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then now I've been listening to them more and more. I have some of their stuff, and I was like, eh, I want to, you know, learn who the hell these guys are. And, and it's eh, it's about what you think. And then uh, then I like last night. I, oh, I, that I, was quite the review. <laughs> It's about no, I mean, uh, well, like again, did this, you learn that they hated each other, kind of, and all that stuff? Oh, I knew all that already, but they uh, talked about it. This one, uh, okay. the one thing about this one that I did like was it was they talked to the remember the guy that became their drummer. He was their manager, then he just became their drummer because yeah, Tommy. They had him. They had the owner of CBGBs at the two who ran yeah, CBGBs, yeah, yeah. and then there was like one other dude who I think was in the band at some point. Or or no he he owned the that record company they made or the, record, the recording studio that he owned oh, that the recording studio okay <laughs> so basically um, you were getting a lot of that inside stuff like where they were saying you know Joey wouldn't talk to um, uh, Joey uh, wouldn't talk to Johnny to Johnny but he said but it wasn't like they sat in total silence like they would talk to each other in the van it, or you know but Joey would talk he wouldn't just talk, he just wouldn't talk directly to Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And weird stuff like that, but they he said they understood that they were like 
they had to get along on stage because this is this is money, you know. Well, J- well, jo- Johnny like pulled Joey's girlfriend to he yeah, married her yeah, or whatever. But yeah. Johnny was kind of like the right wing guy, was a business oh guy. Oh my god! It was, and Joey was kind of mm. like you know whatever, just like a you know like a drunk or yeah. whatever. You well, know. but by all accounts, they are they were mean, horrible people. Like they weren't they were not fun to deal with. They were not fun to hang around. You know, yeah. they were just like they were who they were. Like they were just rough people that came up from the streets and they were just and they got worse with booze and drugs you know and that's the way the story you hear over and over with music Uh, every once in a while you hear that some guy gets better with booze and drugs but it's rare (laughs) no not much a little bit something very rarely you know but uh, and then finally my last one i watched after our show for this week i last night i watched one called future kill uh hmm yeah it was it was another one of those um we have to make it through the night we're frat boys stuck in, like warriors. It was exactly yeah, yeah, like warriors, yeah. but they were like frat boys stuck in the in this future world. And the, in the future, kill was uh, they they were like called mutants. Yeah, they really thought the the director of this really thought that like that new age look was going to take off. Yeah. That's the way they dress. It that, will eventually. That with that like one stripe of makeup on one eye and and like the ratty clothes that look like after punk. Yeah. But that punkish new age, they, they really like hung their hat on that, and they were really wrong. The guy who played the heavy, the killer, the the guy from Future Kill, actually, um, he does he did like a ton of stuff. He was he was the hitchhiker in uh, the original Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, but okay. like his pedigree is just nonstop. Like Edward that Neal guy or something like that. Yeah, I, I forget what it was, yeah. but it, it it was nonstop like that. Oh, uh, like n- ominous, yeah, yeah, ugly, like, crazy, like guy. crazy guy. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, that's all I watched. What'd you watch this week, Doctor Morgan? Well, before I talk about what I watched, I just want to do a shout out to Booze and Drugs. Yes, that yes. Says- Thank you for ruining bands for sixty-eight years and counting, or whatever it would be. I don't <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah. And- Anyway, I accidentally watched the movie, not not intending to, but accidentally. But it is one of my favorite bio biopics or whatever you want to call it. It is the uh, the only well, one of the few Tim Burton movies that I actually like, and that would be Ed Wood, the uh, oh yeah, the yeah. tribute documentary, mocu- uh, whatever, not mockumentary, but you know the biopic yeah. of Ed. So Wood. you don't like Burton stuff? I do like some of his stuff, but I haven't liked anything lately. I yeah. didn't like the Dark Shadows. Yeah, I liked the beginning of it, and then it got stupid. Yeah, I never watched the Dark Shadows. I mean, oh, the yeah, it's okay. You know, I liked like stuff like um, Ed Wood, and I liked Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. and I liked uh, Edward Scissorhands, and uh, that you was know, a fun movie. A few that, things, that, that, yeah, that was really fun. There's a few others, but lately it's just been kind of like it's he's like kind of like in a it's like oh, we need a tv remake of something you know creepy okay get tim burton you know there's nobody else in hollywood that or you know what's his face um it's rob zombie but yeah <laughs> i mean burton's all right but this is this movie looked like he actually there was some there was some care with it you know it was a little yeah. more of a loving tribute you know however fictitious yeah. It was from the original story, and it was shot in black and white, which right. made it even nicer. And and Martin Landau is unbelievable as Bela Lugosi, and it was funny, and it was sad, and it was bizarre, and it was everything you would expect from Ed Wood. So it's a great yeah. movie. I've seen it a few times. I saw it in a movie theater when it came out, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed he, the um, movie. He, you, it was probably re- very much a labor of love. For it was. some reason, well, not for some reason, 
Ed Wood's legacy and Bella Lugosi's legacy, like, kind of, like, endures to this day, even. Mm-hmm. Like, they were the little engine that couldn't, but people just, like, yeah. hang on to him. Like, they, you know, you know it was messed up and horrible and, and like, like you're saying, a sad tale, really. But you just, you you think back and you, like, laugh about him, kind of. You fondly remember Plan 9 from Outer Space and you fondly remember some of these wacky stuff that, that they were doing and... Uh, it just endures, you know. It's 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 one of those really uh, yeah interesting I mean, tales. Sometimes it doesn't that, matter what the outcome is, as long as you do it and get it done and put it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for for all you kids out there that might be a little follow your dreams, follow man. your dreams. Just do it. Man. You could be the next Ray Dennis Steckler or, or Ed Wood or uh, Conrad Dobler. Yeah. I don't know where that name came from, but he was a tackle for. The Cardinals, but... You could be a, a tackle for the Cardinals. The dirtiest football player ever, I think, was his, his moniker. Worse than Deacon Jones? Yeah, Conrad Dobler was... Wow. He used to make commercials about how dirty he was. He would, he would like, bite people in the... in the, in the in, You know, when they piled <laughs> up and kick people in the eye and all that. He played for the Cardinals. So that, that was a... Alongside Dan Deardorff. <laughs> Honestly, that's yeah. That's awesome. Wow, I was thinking. I was thinking of the dude that does the that did Mono's Hands of Fate. What's his name? Oh shit! Anyway, yeah. don't worry about um, it. We'll, we'll talk about it later. The guy who made a movie on a bet. Yeah, something like that. All right, we made our show on a bet. So <laughs> here we are, 108 shows later. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is that. Lucky one. you. <laughs> you know, and uh, before we go, we're, I know we got to get to the commercial break or to the trailer break, but uh, you know, I. I went through. I this is show one hundred and eight, and I lose. I lose track of what we've watched and what we haven't. Pretty bad, actually. Um, and I throw them up on the the shows up on our on our site. And of course, now we're in page eight, page nine of all these shows. So I actually painstakingly went through and um, and got the 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 air date and the title of the, the the movies that we did, and I like put them on a spreadsheet. And I also had to do some. I did some tinkering to make sure that the. Uh, all the tags are correct, and all the um, all the the names that come up on the website are correct. Because I used to name them like Show One Hundred Eight, Show One Hundred Seven, Show One Hundred Six, and then uh, I, after talking to some people that that are kind of more online savvy, they're like, "Well, no one's ever going to find your episodes because you're not naming them correctly." Yeah. So that's when I started naming them like you know what they are. Like you know, today's will be our movie, and I usually put something funny there to make it like amusing. But um, so I retro did that, and then finally last night I just finally finished up doing all that. Like I had been working on it for a while, but it comes and goes. Like I'll work on it, then I won't touch it for another three weeks. Then I go back. You know, it's not like it's an emergency. So now all of our shows are actually the titles are correct. The tags the tags are all kind of uniformed and better. So you know, um, I do see an uptick of of people listening. Like, we're getting a lot more listeners, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know. So well, we have a lot more shows too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now they can find them. Now if they type in something, there's a chance we'll come up instead of no chance. Like who's it? episode 103? Well, that doesn't mean anything, exactly. you know. And I never even occurred to me. So whatever. All right. So um, that's the end of that. For whatever it's worth. Now we're going to take a quick trailer break, and when we come back, we will talk about. We're not going to do a game this week. We're going to do a. Uh, we're going to do like an info. Well, I'm going to do a game and the info. I want to do a nice. game by myself. Nice. I hope you win. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And I want to do another shout out to millennials. Yes, because why wouldn't you? Exactly. They win every day in every way. Yes. 
Crystal! This is Rudy Ray Moore. I'm the human tornado. <laughs> I chain down thunder and handcuff lightning. I'm so damn strong it's sometimes frightening. The human tornado. I grabbed the star traveling a million miles a minute and slowed it down to the state speed limit. The human tornado. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without a parent. Or a note from your jailer. The Klansman. The story of a wide open town about to split apart. Lee Marvin. The sheriff caught between the Night Riders and his own conscience. Richard Burton. The loner. Trained to kill. If they get in his way, nothing's going to stop him. And O.J. Simpson, the man who hates them both, but who hates the clan a lot more. Atoka County. It's a nice place to live. If you don't mind clan rides, cross burnings, snipers, rape, and murder. Atoka County. It's a nice place to live. If they let you. Paramount Pictures presents Lee Marvin, Richard Burton, and O.J. Simpson in The Klansman. In color, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. And we're back. How did you like that mix, huh? Yeah. The Human Tornado, then The Klansman. Nice. <laughs> I, my money would be on The Human Tornado. Sure. But anyway, okay, so as I made mention to you earlier, this will not be a this or that this week. This will not be a uh, top ten list this week. What are we doing this week? We're doing like our biographies on somebody that um, of a video. I mean, a uh, film person. That yeah, we really hi- we're highlighting one of our favorites, favorites. People that are one like someone that we've admired or liked or whatever. So you go first. Who who's on your list? Who you got well, teach I'm, people about? I'm going to do my top ten list first. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I gotta know. I gotta start. Oh, I'm going to do my top ten. Favorite TV themes first? <laughs> no. Because I can that. rattle them off off the top of my head. Save that one. No, that's I'm saying, kind of, no, that was fun. That's fun. We should do that one day. But yeah, because I, uh, the, the backstory with that is uh, every week I, it's always the same thing. Uh, sometimes I have to say, what movie are we doing? Because I forget that what we've decided on. And then I also, it's always like, well, what do you want to do? Top 10, this or that? What top 10? You know, the email streams go back and forth. Yes. And uh, this week... Dr. Morby said, how about our favorite TV themes? And I was like, oh, that's that's a fun one. And then I was like, oh, and then I countered with, why don't we do a bio of each of our favorite movie people? And then he said, that's a good one, too. That's better. So. That's a good one. But yeah. save your TV themes. You know? No, I will save it. Now, yeah. now, do you mean like like music or like... I mean like the like, Monsters theme or the Addams Family theme. I just gave you two oh, okay. right there. Cool. Right. Or, you know, the man from Uncle and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, that's I just cool, gave me yeah. three, and, uh, you know, I could keep going. But. I have some really good ones. Because that was really easy. I have, I, mean, some really, I have some older ones that might yeah. surprise you, too. That's like the easiest one of them all. Secret Agent Man, you know, that's yeah. four. I'm almost done. All right, we'll <laughs> save this, man. You're giving away next week's uh, theme. So go ahead. What, 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 who's your top? Who, who are you highlighting this week? Well, I want to do my tribute to Bugs Bunny. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, let's see. Who am I going to do? Who, who am I going to do? My oh yeah, my favorite horror movie actress, which would be Barbara Steele. Nice. Born in uh, Born in England. Thought you were um, going to say Carolyn uh, Mun- Monroe. No, I love uh, Carolyn Monroe, but she was she was different. She was more of like a, a space space. Barbara Steele was more of a gothic horror hot yeah, chick kind of. You she know. was the first goth daughter of darkness, right? Yeah, she was one of them. Yeah, from the sixties anyway. There was people in the forties that there was uh, you know the, the woman who was in Dracula's daughter was pretty much of a vamp, and 
But she was the 60s one, and that was the one that I remember the most because of uh, the movie Black Sunday and the movie Nightmare Castle. There was, I, we talked about it before. When I was a kid, I came across some of those gothic horror movies like at night or on the afternoon, uh-huh. Creature Features, and they always struck me because they were a little more, uh, they were a little darker than the American things, and they took... They were a little risk. They took risk, and they were a little sexier too, you know. So when you're a kid and you're watching, like, oh, uh-huh. you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and Julie Adams is really hot in a bikini, but she's all American. And now you see these, like, you know, dark, sultry women in these like Italian, French, Spanish movies. You're like, oh, that's and a young Doctor Morbius felt stirrings yeah, in I his stirring dark in soul. And you're like, huh, ah, okay. that's that's kind of different. I went, hey. <laughs> Hey, I feel funny. I want to see more of you. I feel kind of tingly inside. What does that mean? And and then, of course, I, you know, found out, like, you know, whatever. Uh (laughs) You know, when I was a young kid, Lonnie Anderson did that for me. Lonnie Anderson, yeah. Not so much today, but back then. But at any rate, yeah, she was definitely, like, uh, ahead of the crowd there, you know. But, um yeah, well, anyway, so I watched these movies, and the thing about Barbara Steele that was different was that she would play the, you know, the 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 the, the heroine or the good girl or whatever, but she also played the villainess, and it, she would cool. wear, like, sometimes makeup to make her look hideous and beautiful at the same time. So it was that, like, kind of dual duality thing that always struck me, even as a kid, because it was like, I always, I always watched w- movies and saw women either as victims or as, like, you know, whatever, as 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 weak, and then all of a sudden this lady comes on, and you know she's like all oh, evil, but kind of kind of like an attractive evil, you know. So nice, yeah. Kind of like uh, you know, it was kind of like an interesting, you know, for a young kid or whatever. And then, you know, she went on and did a bunch of time moves from the '60s, but she kind of got typecast, and then she kind of went away, then came back and did a few movies for Corman, like Piranha and stuff like that, and then she huh. went away again. And then she came back and did uh, the remake of Dark Shadows for. Um, Do you think it's when she ran out of money every time? Like no, she'd... I think it was she was just being typecast, and then she got married, and it was kind of like mm-hmm. you know, I think she, like every actor they fancy not that they don't fancy themselves they are actors and they don't want to be stuck in one style of role. And then when you're you, when you're like so good at something or so well known at something, you can't really do like a love story because right. people will just see you like as a Mark villain Hamill, or like Luke Skywalker. Stuff like uh, that. But yeah. although, you know, and they always say that, but Harrison Ford didn't have that problem. Some some do, some don't, it seems like, you know. Right. I but, remember they always... Bit- but Harrison Ford never played a bad guy though, did he? No, no, no. I'm talking about just being uh, typecast. Like, no, yeah. no, like stare, like typecast to one thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's Like true, Mark yeah. Hamill is Luke Skywalker. That's all you think of when you see him, you know. Um, but it's a you know the thing about Harrison Ford or maybe Clint Eastwood or people like that they they're so they're so famous that they can they can take risk and it's no big deal. But if you're just a working actor like a lot of people were mm. and not really super famous but well known like a cult kind of celebrity, right. it's kind of tough to like jump back and forth because you don't have the power to be able to do it. So people like Barbara Steele and even people like Vincent Price and Karloff and Lugosi, oh, they yeah, were kind of yeah. like pigeonholed into being horror people which was great i mean it gave them careers or whatever but you know you know some people just say you know what i, I don't want to, i don't want to have this negativity yeah, another freaking whatever like yeah, another villain like, a lot of whatever. westerns were like that where the guys are like another freaking western you know that's all i've ever done yeah yeah you know? and the other thing that was weird about barbara steel was in all her movies 
she was dubbed because there were foreign movies. Mm. And the thing about it was that she has a decent voice, but the women that dubbed her in these movies had like kind of more evil or voice or whatever. Yeah. So when when you hear her and you watch her in a movie with her voice, you're kind of like, oh wow, she doesn't have that Black Sunday like a place a curse upon you voice or whatever. So she suffered from that too. But as far as a screen presence and an actress or whatever in the '60s and '70s, especially. She was like, you know, one of the great ones. I mean, especially on the small screen and TV. One of the few, you know, not one of the few, but one of the actors that sometimes they work well on the big screen, but on the small screen, it was like those big, scary eyes and that face and the lighting that they used. Those big, scary eyes and that. (laughs) Oh, man. They were scary but hot, too, at the same time. I was making motions like, for boobs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it, too. So, you know, she she would be my... uh, that's my little nice. love that's letter to love Barbara Steele. One of the things I think uh, that's very... You were talking about the dubbing. And a lot of stuff... I think that's one of the biggest things with the chops or the chop suey, like the uh, yeah. the kung fu movies. And also uh, the stuff coming out of Japan. A lot of the, the slasher stuff, the, or the, you know, the samurai sword swordplay stuff, and also the uh, anime. Now, those are three genre of movies that are very... They're great movies. They're exciting. Some stuff doesn't translate well just because of cultural differences, but that's very slight, I would say. Um, but boy, if you listen to, if you watch them subtitled, which people usually would do anything to get away from, you know, if you watch them subtitled and hear their original voices, it's usually way better. Mm-hmm. Like especially the stuff in the seventies with the kung fu stuff. I I I don't even know who was voicing this stuff over, but it was just like whoever. You know, mm-hmm. they, they suffer. They really suffered from poor transfers, poor dubbing, and they just said whatever. Sometimes it, it <laughs> what they say, and like if you watch the subtitled and the English, they're totally different. Like there were there were companies that dubbed better. Like in the sixties, oh, yeah. there was a company called Teacher out of New York that they were like they were like radio voices that they did stuff like cartoons like Speed Race, so they were pretty happy. They were they were good dubbing. They That's had great, they had a director. Know. And they had voices that were very strong, but but as the years went on and things got cheaper, like you know, like Europe had dubbers and Hong Kong had dubbers and stuff like that. So, you know, some people took more care with it, and some people were just like, "Let's get this over." Yeah, with and 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 I, if you're gonna, well, one of my mantras in life is, if you're gonna do it, just you know, do it right and put your put time and, and effort into it. it. The world doesn't need another half-assed thing. But but with, uh, but with the kung fu movies. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of them that you, you you watch and maybe aren't overtly comedic, I'm just wondering if when they were made, like something that isn't like a Jackie Chan movie, right, but might right. be just a regular, you know, kung fu movie from the 70s. I'm just wondering if the people that were making them in like half the time even took, took them seriously, whether they were just making them as pseudo, some kind of like comedies or right. whatever. Well, they were over cranking the top, out like grind, Grindhouse style. They were just yeah. cranking them out. And some of it was tongue in cheek. Like, I think so. Yeah. Well, they couldn't. I mean, I was—I forget what who was being interviewed. Um, maybe it was Gordon Liu, but I don't think it was. Uh, they were talking about like what happened was they 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 would try to invent a new style or a new gimmick for everyone. Yeah. So you have some guy who's a very accomplished martial artist sitting there racking his brain for you know crab style or for dumb some dumb weird thing that did doesn't work won't work it's very odd and yeah. you know audiences look at it and you're like what what like dr- like drunken monkey that might actually be a style but or mad monkey kung yeah, fu but but it's something. like one of those things like and then they start getting into like zombie kung fu and you're like oh, okay you know that's the kind of thing where it kept 
they kept trying to do stuff, and until Wirefu took off, which added that that uh, fantasy element, opera. Uh, yeah, operatic and and also fantasy element, they were just trying to throw stuff at the wall to see what would stick. You know, yeah. it's a it's a very weird. You can see it in the action movies from the eighties where they just kept on trying to up the kill count and up the whatever. <laughs> you know, it was no there was yeah. no reason for half of it, but whatever. All right, I I actually struggled over mine. Um, I was gonna just do an actor this time, just one of my favorite actors, and I have a, a long list of very actors that I love. You know, um, like I was even thinking of like okay, who like I almost did Schwarzenegger because you know, like believe it or not, he's one of my favorite actors. He does goofy cheeseball stuff, but he I'm always entertained. But I ended up settling on um, one of my favorites of all time, Kurt Russell. Uh, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about Kurt Russell a little bit. I don't know why he's my favorite, one of my favorites. I think he just right right guy at the right time. I first saw him in Used Cars, and I thought he was a very cheeseball funny guy. And then right at the same, like right in my teens or whatever, I, he, I'm hit with Big Trouble in Little China, and of course one of my favorite characters of all time, Snake Plissken, uh, who just doesn't talk much. Goofy, kind of. He's almost the same to me as like the Army of Darkness, Ash from the Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead. There's nothing heroic about the man or about the character, but just kind of keeps getting through. You know what I mean? Now, not Pliskin so much. I'm talking more about the Ash and the Evil Dead series. But uh, so I'm, a couple of things I, I had to write some of this stuff down. Uh, Kurt Russell was born in 1951 in Springfield from The Simpsons. No, it was Springfield, Mass. He was married to Susan Hubley. Yeah. yeah. But that was a very short-lived thing. And then... In the 70s. Yeah, in the 70s. Till like, 83. And then he, um... Now he's... He's been a long-time partner uh, with Goldie Hawn. Mm -hmm. And I don't think... I knew... Oh, I knew all this stuff, but I have it written down just so I'd remember. I didn't think he was, um... I think they're kind of like one of those... They never hear any trouble about them. No. Like, they just... They're like made, not made for each other, but they seem to really get along because yeah. most every other um, a couple from Hollywood always breaks up or has this or that or there's always something. So I, I, it's kind of cool. Okay, he started as a child actor with Disney. Uh, he signed a 10-year contract. His mom was a dancer and his dad was a character actor who played Deputy Clem on Bonanza. Yeah, I didn't know I that. that either. I was like, what? Uh, he graduated high school in 1969. Uh, Russell, like his father, had a baseball career, um, and he was in the Angels minor league system. He was in a couple different minor league systems, and then uh, I guess a crash at sec at uh, a crash. He was a second baseman, and a, a crash had uh, forced him to retire. He tore his rotator cuff. Yeah, back then they couldn't fix it. Yeah, and um, but you know, so that's kind of cool. I guess his dad was was a baseball player as well. So that's mm, like. Huh. Okay. Um, in the 80s, of course, Russell teamed up with Carpenter for some of my favorites of all time. I already said uh, that he was in The Thing. He was Jack Burton uh, uh, in Big Trouble in Little China, which was a movie that should be more famous than it is, but I guess it does have quite a bit of fame. Sure. Um, later, he was in Back Backdraft, Tombstone, Stargate. And uh, this was one that was mostly uh, hated by most people, Soldier. That's one of my favorite movies. He says like 13 words in it. I mean, he doesn't talk at all, and he doesn't have to talk at all. And it's just one of my favorite movies, sci-fi movies especially. I can watch that over and over again. It's just great. I didn't know this, though. In 2003, he moved to British uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Huh. Um, 
and he also he he he's also like a like Travolta. He's a pilot. Cool. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, he's aging well. He's still doing stuff. He's he's one of those guys that just kind of keeps working. You know, uh, he has a, he's very active in his kid's life. He has two kids, and um, I guess that's why they moved to British Columbia for their the kid plays hockey. Oh, yeah. So they relocated there, and he just now the kid's probably in a, by this time he's probably in the minor leagues or whatever. You know, I don't know. He he's not not. I can't say he's never done any wrong. Uh, of course, all actors just find themselves in bad situations sometimes. But he's one of those guys that you don't hear negative stuff about too much. You know, like like a, like Tom Hanks is one. Yeah. You don't you don't, you never hear nothing bad about the guy. He just he just is doing his thing, and he's just like seems like a very well adjusted normal person. You know. Which in the acting world is not the norm, I would no, say. No, not at all, no. So in, that's, in the world, it's not the norm either. Yeah, I guess it's you're right. Yeah, world. before you know it, you're shooting somebody for texting in a movie theater yeah. or, uh, yeah. what was that other guy? Shooting someone for having loud music. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. I'll tell you what, come on, man. <laughs> just, just take a pill, man. Florida. Come on, man! All right, that's it for uh, that's you, we done. You have anything We're about done. you have do you have anything about Kurt Russell? You like like him? Well, you, him, well uh, you you forgot to mention his Disney career. Uh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. was in uh, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in the computer who wore tennis shoes and stuff, which I saw in a movie theater when oh I was a my kid. God, that's terrible. <laughs> he was in uh, he was did a lot of TV. I saw him. I think I saw him in an episode of. Uh, it was either Leave It to Beaver or he one was in of the, a lot of that No, stuff. he was in an episode of Lost in Space as a kid too. Yep, yep. Opposite Billy Moomy, which was pretty funny to watch or what he had yeah. the same he had the same face. He's one of those guys that had the same they didn't change. Yeah, his face bigger. just got bigger, wider. He just got bigger, you know, but he's like he was always a good actor when he was a kid. And he's one of those child actors that trans that translated to adulthood and didn't have like the screwed up no, problems. Hey, no problems. <laughs> no hiccups. Just one of the few. Yeah. You know? That's true. It actually had a career as a kid and as an adult because a lot of them, you know, they just even even if they don't come even if they don't get screwed up, they don't translate well. Like the home alone kid and the stuff and Yeah. Even Billy Moomy who grew up you know, and he wasn't. He didn't grow up to be like a you know a freaky guy. He just didn't have a career when he was like mm-hmm. older. He he did become a musician, and he was the guy who uh, you remember that group Barnes and Barnes that did the song Fish Heads. Yes, that's Billy Moomy. I didn't know the name of who did that Fish Heads song, but yeah, yeah. Fish Heads. We should nice. play that song. That's a that's a classic. <laughs> the, that's uh, a Doctor Demento classic. You remember Doctor Demento? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. It's awesome. The the one um, I remember somebody had written. A, like the the stars to watch for out of the Disney studio, and the the guy who writes that or did that article said that he was the best actor that he's not that he'd seen ever, but he's the best in the Disney studio at the time, like in the seventies. Now, they of course, were, we have Justin Bieber. Yes, of course. Yes, uh, and Lindsay Lohan. And, and Lindsay Lohan. The and, list uh, continues of all these wonderful Brind- child and actors. Spears and uh... okay, we're done. <laughs> so, all right, that's a, that's this week's homage to our favorites. Um, oh, I, oh! Before I go to break, I also wanted to say uh, welcome, new listener. Or, or, uh, we have Alfred Hitchcock Master. Okay, uh, the guy who does. I've, I checked out some of his stuff online. He started following us, and welcome. Uh, we, I always try to does do he a have welcome a show or anything. Yeah, well, he does. He doesn't have a podcast, but it looks like he does super like breakdowns of the Hitchcock stuff, you know. Oh. And it's really interesting reading, too. Bar- Barbara yeah. Steele was in an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents called Be- Bella, she Beta might Delta be there. Gamma. Yeah. She might be there. Uh, so, welcome. Thanks for uh, 
liking the show and thanks for following us. All right, now we're going to go to a music break and we come back. It's on to the 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 movie du jour. Yeah. Where somebody meets somebody. Something meets something something. In Puerto Rico. Why not?
All right. That was a song from the movie we're doing today that Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown grabbed from Places Unknown. That was To Have and To Hold by The Distant Cousins. Nice. The Distant Cousins. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. They had a lot. They had a lot more groovy names back in the they day. They did. You know, they the did. bands were more. Now invent- it's like Megadeth and bands are more inventive. You know, it's just a little bit groovier. Or my band, the Thrill Killers, which I'm yes. sure there's a band called the Thrill Killers. Why so. wouldn't there be? Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, my uh, band's going to be the Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Why zombies. wouldn't it be? Of course. That would be a great name for a band. And Destin. That will be our band. And Destined for Greatness. Yes. <laughs> anyway, on to reality. What what movie are we doing this week? Uh, Frankenstein meets the space monster. Right. I, a I, classic. I inadvertently put verses a couple of times when I was typing, and I was like, "That's not right." You put the right. space creature too, but I was like, "Yeah, yeah I just it, it was close enough." You, it, I, it, it had a, it had other it, it had alternate titles like a uh, Frankenstein in Puerto Rico or something <laughs> like. Because the movie was made in Puerto See, Rico. In this, this is an odd. This is a very odd movie. I've watched this. I watched it so many times. I thought I did it for the show. Oh, so like, you have watched it before? Oh yeah, and I didn't know I did. Like <laughs> I must own it. I must have it out there somewhere. Because I I put it on and I was like, wait, I know this one. And then it got a little bit further into it. was like, wait, I've seen this one like a lot of times. And then I like I like looked in the history of our show because I'm like, I had to have done it for the show because I wouldn't just sit down and watch it. But apparently I'm wrong. I would just sit down and watch it numerous times because yeah. uh, I've seen it. I knew every single part of this movie. Like, it oh, was, okay. Uh, All right. Well, 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 I'm glad that we have a movie that you're familiar with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if... I don't know how much I'll be able to add about it. It's just one of those. This is one of those movies. To be honest with you, it's like, hey, I have twenty minutes worth of stuff I've shot on a camera. Hey, let's get NASA's stock footage and flesh it out. We got a movie, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is very heavily uh, stock padded. footage, padded, padded as they say. with the rockets and the launching and the army men, and you're like, oh my god. This is one of those movies where it's like somebody says, hey, let's watch a. Goofy B movie. This would be yep, the one yep. to pick. Or there's you know. not. Um, you're gonna know how people come and go from each place. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna see them p- putting down the kickstand on the moped. You're gonna see every little thing because not a whole lot of written stuff. Uh, if most scripts are like whatever, forty pages or yeah. sixty pages, this one was probably about twelve on a drunken beer napkin, probably a bar yeah. napkin somewhere. And, and more the and more the better for it. I oh think. yeah, sure. Why not? Um, this was of course in the. Now, Frank. Okay, first of all, I know that they do a lot of uh, Frankenstein as a character has been played loosey goosey since inception, pretty since, much since Boris Karloff. Yeah, where no wait a minute, before Boris Karloff, there was a Frankenstein in the in the silent era. Oh yeah, yeah, it was really it's really weird. He's got long hair and he looks all like you know screwy, but yeah, there was a 1910 uh, Frankenstein. Really, yeah. that's interesting. I did not yeah, know that. Was, yeah. This character has been adapted and and you know even of course is the probably the motivating uh, character for a lot of the stuff that we like Jason um, mm-hmm. to some degree where you're just just some monster you know and and uh, this one is no different where the you know, Frankenstein is actually a a robot that was built to send into space to Mars I think they say yeah, yeah. Uh, because why, the other spaceships kept blowing yeah up. spaceships kept blowing up they're like look we're sick of these guys, people dying. They're sick of the lawsuits. They don't care about the men, I'm sure. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, I'm sick of these lawsuits. We need to do something. And some guy makes a robot. 
with like fuses and the transistors and stuff because they open up his brain to yeah, work that on was him. Great, yeah. Um, they did they did this part where you know, at first because you're, you're introduced to this, they're driving to the NASA headquarters to talk about the upcoming mission, and this guy is very dry but answers the questions correctly and blah blah blah. So you're like, oh, this is an astronaut. This guy's going to to space. And then they show him on the table, and the doctor's tinkering with him and adjusting the the tube biasing or yeah, whatever. He froze up during the. He does like a little press conference, and then they ask him a question. He goes, "You're kind of shy, aren't you?" And he's like, <laughs> and then you see the camera just freeze, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, you know, exactly." Uh, so it's uncomfortable, but okay. Uh, so they're like, "Oh, well, hmm, we better fix that before we send him into yeah, space." Yeah, he goes, "Well, we, well okay, well, uh, he's he's kind of shy, so uh, you know, the interview's over. Hey, you guys, you want some booze?" And the, "Oh, yeah, sure," you know, the yeah. reporter. Back then, you could bribe them with booze, unlike now, or you got to give them oxycodone or something. Yeah, like that. see, I don't know. I, I miss the days when everyone was walking around with a, bo- a, a glass of scotch and suits and, suits and smoking. And, and, I do too. You know, I don't know. I do miss those days. I want to bring them back. Bring them back, man. I want to bring <laughs> them back. I want to go to. I want to go to the store in a suit. With a little, uh, with a Dean Martin like a martini glass and a cigarette. I have hard, I have a hard time thinking that that that's the way like business life really was because if everyone's like pissed drunk all the time, nothing's ever going to get done. I, I don't know. And more but, the better for it, I think. I guess. Shout out to alcohol. <laughs> Lots again. of great ideas. Yeah, this is the pro pro drugs and alcohol I'm show, you, man. man. It was a better time. <laughs> it's better time. Better times, man. Better times. Better times. But the uh, so okay. So now, we, now we figure out. Oh wow, this is the Frankenstein because he's they're tinkering with his brain, and they did their best to make it look like that. The scene where he's putting a brain into Frankenstein, where because oh, he yeah. he's like spirit gumming down the hair, like with this like <laughs> glue, the wig, the wig, <laughs> and just but the way it's shot, the way it's framed, you can tell that's what they were shooting for, you know. But but the reason why those those spaceships are being, like, exploding is because of the evil alien Dr. Nadir and Princess, you know, hot chick. Yes. Who are, like, coming to Earth because all the women on their planet were destroyed in an atomic war. Here we war, go. And they need breeding stock. Here we go. It's always about get, grabbing up the stock. women. It's always about breeding You know what's stock. funny? That guy, Dr. Nadir, his name is Luke Cutell. He's still, I don't know if he's still alive, but he's still, he was doing TV all the time. If they did a remake, remember John Lovitz? From, That's what I said. <laughs> the guy I was, was like, this that would have been perfect. I was like, John this Lovitz. guy is John Lovitz's dad. I'll bet money on it. <laughs> I'd bet guy. dollars to donuts. And he's like, yeah. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. That's the thing. I'm, was, the, I'm the space guy now. Yeah. Dr. Nadir is one of my favorite characters. He's so like sleazy. You know? Same, like, same mannerisms. Same, like, yeah. vo- his voice intonation <laughs> yeah. is the same. Like I swear, this is the exact same guy as John Lovitz. I'm telling you, it's man. amazing. Like it's amazing. And one of the one of the alien guys that with the with the bald wig head on. Yeah, he's the father of Crispin Glover. You remember who Crispin Glover is? That <laughs> yes. goofball actor. That's his dad, who's still making movies. I nice. think Bruce Glover. So there you go. So one of the things that ha- like, of course, okay. So this this launches and um, the and they 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 shoot him they down shoot again. him down again. So. We the, the the people that are launching the ships don't know why this is blowing up, but this, that's why the space the space the evil aliens the, the are evil orbiting. aliens are orbiting our planet and they are blowing up. They the haven't ships. gotten to Plan Two yet. Of yes, Plan mission. Two, which is when they just stumble around like idiots. Yeah. And um, but in this time, 
this thing, now this guy lived. And they're like, uh-oh, what the hell is this about? They saw our ship. Do you think they saw our ship? We better go get him. Yeah. Because this is the first robot, of course. You know, he could eject and he lived through it. But now he's horribly disfigured. Well, he gets disfigured because the guy shoots him with the ray, remember? he yeah. came, When he came down, he was okay. But then all of a sudden, he's walking around in the beach there. And one of the alien... I you, thought it was before. I thought it was from the crash. No, no, no. no. What oh, happened okay. was he crashed, but he was okay. And then as he's wandering around... The, the the alien spaceship landed in Puerto Rico, and it's like a big old, like, you know, it almost looks like they built a building there oh, or whatever. It's like the silver. But it looks like it was pretty shot to actual size or whatever, because a guy does come out of it, you know? Yeah. So it looks like they really built, like, a big space, you know, spaceship encasement thing, you know, yeah. Major Matt Mason kind of, like, thing and then the one the, they're sending the astronauts out to get you know right the aliens are running around with guns to and, kill frankenstein and they shoot him and they that's when he gets disfigured and he beats whose name is frank yeah his name is frank his name yeah. is frank so so then they give him the frankenstein tag because he gets all disfigured yeah so now half of his face is melted and half of it is normal and he's just stumbling and, and the better for it yeah and the better for it he he's dispatching these goons pretty easily but not not pretty easily they sometimes they'll beat him up sometimes he gets them but that's then that's it never ends they keep running after him but then they then John Lovitz is like yeah while we're here let's get some of them women yeah that's plan so, 2 plan 2 plan Well, you th- find out the planet was like uh you know atomic war killed the women and they right. need to Revive the uh, you know the race with the, those a few astronauts they got left. Yeah. So they go out and get bikini girls. Of course, there's always a bikini party in Puerto Rico, apparently. Oh yeah. And they are grabbing up the finest stock of gals this side of Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. And uh, kind of American-looking women too, but maybe they were vacationing. <laughs> yeah. Funny maybe. that. Funny that. I mean, Puerto but, Rico uh, is a protectorate of the U.S. So, so yeah. it's so funny. They're sitting there and they they're taking all these women into this this place and they're like kind of they're putting them in this like preparation table <laughs> they're being disinfected they're being man. disinfected and ones that don't he just does a slight yeah no i don't think we want that one and then they just get vaporized and i was thinking why what's wrong with her you know <laughs> there was a couple i would have had the okay stamp on but whatever yeah, I, i'm I not running the uh yeah i'm not running the conveyor belt i'm there, not running the conveyor belt i don't know what he's looking for for quality check yeah i don't know why he just kind of did like a no you know i figured you know but then uh so so but the people that and the people that built frankenstein the, the head doctor and his assistant nurse girl in trouble nurse ratchet she, nurse ratchet she, she they, of course they're involved they rushed to where the landing site was to f- help their robot uh i always, I, I like saying robot even though robot. i like uh, robot robot i don't know robot. you know okay. uh, that's I, that's fine yeah i can i can so, deal with that uh so they they find him but he's he's mal he's malfunctioning and He's in kill mode now. Yeah. He killed a couple of people in Puerto Rico. That one guy just hacking up coconuts, just disarmed him. He's confused him from the crash and from being his face blown off. Yeah. So he's in survival mode, so he's running That'll do killing it. everybody. You know, getting yeah. your face melted will do that, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Especially if you're a robot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they calm him down. They're like, no, Frank, don't kill. And he's like, and then they... Then they start tinkering. They open up his brain again, and he's like, "Okay, now he's all fine." They hit the big reset button, yeah. and the doctor is like, "You woman, you go to get help." And she's like, "Okay, whatever." So 
that, and we see this every step. She goes and gets on a Vespa that was just laying in the middle of the road. I guess it was theirs. But well, they, they drove just, it. They, they drove, drove it. There. There. When we played that nice song from the movie, yeah, they, they were driving their motorcycle through that through yeah. that distant. Because you meet the so. nicest people on a Honda, but that wasn't a Honda. Oh man, people driving around here, thirty miles an hour on the road, and uh, you just know you're not going to see it, them very man. long. They're yeah. asking for it. I used to ride motorcycle and I quit because... Uh, a motorcycle's fine, but a scooter that only goes 35? No, even motorcycle. Down here, you're done. Yeah. I mean, I love I love riding. I have a, I have my grandfather's old BMW that I restored. I don't, I don't, I don't ride around here, man. That's just death. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough of that little side note. So, yes, then, of course, the uh, the space guys grab her and, and she's like, oh, and then... And breeding then they, stock. Yeah, breeding stock. But then they find the, the on-off remote switch for Frankenstein... And they're like, wait, this is too advanced for this race. Yeah, get in here. <laughs> I, I'm John Lovitz. Yeah, <laughs> she looks good. Yeah, disinfect her. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'm going to put you next to this crazy beast. The, mall. The mall. Mall, who's, and, uh, uh, like a, who's like an alien face with a gorilla suit Dude, that was a that was a very, that monster on this ship is really rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very, it is a terrifying monster as far as, it's like this hollowed out skull face and they have the, they left it like gorilla suit, but the, the hair is left really long yeah, and like scraggly. scraggly. It, it's not a, it, this, I could, this would be nightmare inducing for a kid. It's, oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. was actually, this is one that you're like, oof. Sometimes the monsters are like, okay, settle down. Yeah. But this one was, was one that was actually very, uh, just, yeah, it was scary. Rough, you know, scary. It was goofy and scary at the same yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Through adult eyes, you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So they put her, because she won't tell why what this remote thing is. So then she they put her in this cage. I'm skipping stuff. But next to Maul. I'm, but I'm skipping stuff that's mostly stock footage. And uh, so, that yeah, next to Maul. And then, yeah, this will make her talk. I'm John Lovitz. And then... <laughs> they, <laughs> and Maul's, like, feeling her up. Yeah, he is. He's like, yeah, boobs. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then she's just then she pretends that she faints and then they leave her alone, but then then they finally oh they the, the aliens run out again and they use the same clip of them running through the palmettos and stuff. Yeah. But whatever. Finally, they get Frankenstein. They they bring him down, and um and yeah, you because know, the doctor is like, well, oh, that's funny. I found this Vespa. That was that that was the girl's Vespa. I better go find out where she. she you know, I'm gonna go get help. You guard the ship. Yeah. You know, so Frankenstein's sitting there with half his head, and the other guys. Doing all kinds of racial slurs like elf telephone. Oh, yeah, when he goes to get a telephone, oh, he's like, God. telephone, and the guy's like, gay? Hands him a soda. <laughs> he goes, finally, he goes, el telephono, which is, is, which of course is the proper way of saying telephone in Spanish at telephono. Yeah, but, but anyway. it's like, wow. Yeah. So he calls for help, and he's like, you tell the general that there's a spaceship at blah, blah, blah. And then and th- this is where you're like, you're like, do we need this? He convinces the guy to tell him. But then, instead of just the, the the general getting the message, he relays it to a plane guy. The plane's oh, yeah. like, I'm right over top. I'll tell him, but that sure is a funny thing. You're like, did we need this three minutes of padding? Did yes. we need to see the, the plane that was above the thing? So that's We really needed like, to make the movie 77 minutes instead of 60 or 50. <laughs> Dude, or this whatever. would have been about 42 minutes yeah, with stock footage, you know, but it's like, whatever. So the general gets, he's like, oh my god, I know that guy. He's, we smoke pipes and stuff and, and drink scotch, so I believe him. So then, the, then More they, suits. then there's tons of stock footage of armies and Shooting planes and, and yeah, and the, and, well, and the, and the, yeah, the, the planes, and it's not doing anything because John Lovitz has some kind of space, you know, 
barrier on his ship. He's like, yeah, yeah you, force field. you're not going to hit me. Um, so then, uh, finally, the final confrontation. Frank's drug into the they the the, the they, capture, they him. capture him. They drag him into the ship, and he's laying there. And she wakes him up, and he's like, ah. like Frank, wake up, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. She woke him up from his like robot robot, robot slumber, slumber, his yeah. robot slumber, yeah. and uh, and then he goes like kind of kill mode. Yeah, he does. He, he gets, he's like, her. I'll save you. He like he, he gets her out of the ship. And then the monster pulls him back in because he's kind of fighting with the monster, kind of fighting with uh, the astronauts, astro- the, yeah, the other spacemen and stuff. And these are great spacemen. These are the standard silver jumpsuit, yeah. bubble helmet, yeah. flash, flashlight gun, standard straight 60s. up real sixties, real awesome. Yeah. You know, um, easily dispatchable. You know, <laughs> they yeah. they fall down real easy. You know, they're perfect. Uh, but then I don't know. And then she just uh, then she's saved. They take off because they're like, "Yeah, we have enough women now." I'm John Lovitz. Let's get out of here. Yeah, but they saved the women though. I mean, he kills uh, Frankenstein. Kills the, the the you know the Doctor Nadir and the princess. Not was, yet. Well, he does. Well, okay. well oh yeah, because they remember it lifts off. But he kills them. Oh yeah, yeah. Then he then he kicks in the the cockpit door and goes all postal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he but, starts and he, shooting. But he saves all the girls. Yeah, too. he, he saves. Them. Oh, that's right. He does. He lets the girls go because the, the girls girl. the girl says you have to save the girls first, Frank. So then he saves the yeah, girls. Yeah, he lets she them, sacrifices them. herself at first. Say save them first. He does. He saves her, and then uh, which. You'd almost infer like, okay, maybe he loves her, but they didn't bother with any of that crap, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, so then they take off because John Lovitz figures that it's time to get out of there and get while the getting's good. And then he kicks in the door, goes postal, and blows the whole ship up. Yeah. So Frankenstein sacrifices himself to save mankind. As, as end credits as the two are wisping about that, Puerto Rico in, in that on their theme song that we the played, theme song. And they're whispering about Puerto Rico on their Vespa. That kills another three minutes. But there's credits playing, so you got to give it. Uh, I don't know, man. Fun, fun. fun. It's, it's a goofy movie. It's a fun movie. Oh my god! Now it, I kind of railed against the stock footage because that's one of the things that I really. Yeah, they hate. tried their best to incorporate it. They yeah, tried. I mean, yeah, it worked, but it was one of those things where you know what you're watching. You're like, yeah. okay, let's let this. Hey, go. shout out to stock footage, okay? Yeah. <laughs> stock footage without you, drugs wouldn't be possible. Exactly. So, I mean, so what do you think, man? What did you? I did a lot of talking. What did, I, I, just, I will give this movie a six point five just because it's fun to watch. It's a goofy, fun movie with a great title. To watch when you're with your friends and you want to see something, you know, fun yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I'd give it a seven, you know. Uh, the Frankenstein... It was okay. He was all right with the, with the messed up side of his face. He looked creepy oh, that, enough. That got, tough, that got tough to watch sometimes. Yeah. It wasn't like... It wasn't disgusting, but it wasn't right. Like, you're yeah. looking at somebody with half of a melted head and, and even though it's just a piece of rubber that spirit gummed on, it, you're still like, yeah, Jesus. Th- there was a comic book character that kind of... Did a similar thing. It was called Deathlock the Demolisher in the seventies, <laughs> really? and he was like a half robot, half man. He was basically the Terminator before the Terminator, Dude. but he had the half, you know, robot face, and then the other side was his real face. But it was kind of like similar. That sounds de- that sounds like it should be on the side of a van. It sounds Deathlock. like it should be a movie. Deathlock the Deathlock the, the van coming to a driveway near you. Yeah, or a drive-in near you with the mags and the, uh, and yeah. you know and the doors that open on the side with like some stereophonics. Nice. Shag carpet, quad. yeah, quad stereo. That bumper you know. sticker that says, "If this van is a rockin', don't come a knockin'." Because Deathlock's killing people, yeah, or other 
Or other things. Or other things of the sexual nature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Fun movie. I would definitely suggest you. You check it out. Check it out if you have a uh, 77 minutes to kill. You can and, find it on YouTube. And maybe if you don't have 77 minutes to kill, maybe you should make 77 exactly. minutes to kill. Exactly. Have a crack open a cold, you know, frosty beer. Maybe some pretzels. Yeah, beer and, and pretzels are always pretzels, good. Pretzels, and then maybe like a scotch <laughs> with three ices, three yeah. cubes of ice in it, and some cigarettes. Yeah, and you just know. sit back in a suit, throwback seventies style, baby. In a suit with your best gal. Or, no, it wasn't even seventies. That it was still that was like fifties, wasn't it? No, this is sixties. Sixties, and then with your best gal there, and then just watch this movie, and then you know. Yeah, get good and tight. And then do whatever you have to do after that, you know, after a few drinks. Yes. Like fall asleep or... Fall asleep or or if the van is rocking, you know what they say. All right, we'll see you next week, everyone.